With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. We are at the BBC Con Conference here in Las Vegas, Nevada with Clint Ages, also known as Coach Clinton, (laughs) Um, which you can follow him on the social media as I am Coach Clinton. And so, hello, welcome. Hello, thank you for thank you for having me. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know what? We're gonna go backwards before we talk about the here and now. So, tell people about Clinton and um, how the evolution and your career uh, came about to bring you to where you are today. Okay. Well, first of all, um, I think my career really started with the uh, introduction of e-commerce. So when People were looking at in the 90s, taking their businesses and moving them from brick and mortar to the internet. Uh, I had the fortune of working with an e-business consulting company. And so my role there was like a information architect kind of starting out, which was kind of a precursor to me becoming a business analyst. Um, And then from there, kind of worked. Um, I enjoyed the aspect of helping people. So working with all of these brilliant people who were entrepreneurs who were trying to take their business and figure out how can I convert this into something that's on the internet. Working with those folks over the years, I came to grow to love the action of supporting and helping people figure out, you know, what's that strategy for their business. Uh, In doing so, um, I continued my education. Uh, I pursued my uh, graduate degree in uh, management of technology from Georgia Tech uh, down in Atlanta, Georgia. And went even further um, and became a certified coach. And so why? Because as a business analyst, I saw the need to be able to connect with and understand how to work with stakeholders. And so doing that, also looking at continuing my education further, uh, currently working on my doctorate, and I'm gonna throw air quotes around that because I'm not currently in school, but working on my doctorate for organizational behavior and strategy. Because again, as a business analyst, I saw that in order for really to get things done uh, in a corporate environment, you had to understand the people and how to get the people to move in the direction that you wanted them to in order for things to really work. And so kind of putting me in a position where eventually I sought you know, coaching as a way to kind of connect with folks individually as well as uh, from a corporate standpoint, helping with corporate corporations develop employee engagement and then individually helping individuals with their career development, personal development, and things of that nature. Excellent, excellent. Now, a lot of our audience also are um, young people that are in college and, and even trying to fill their way um, to determine what career path to, to go in. And I was fortunate to attend your presentation here at the uh, BBC Con, and you talked about your career path 
And um, I want you to kind of share that with our audience as well, because sometimes people only look at the things that they know and are familiar with. And there's, you know, when even you were looking at your career options, probably never even heard of a business analyst, and now here you are. So take us back, and what were some of the decisions um, made early on, and even what even got you into information technology? Yeah, so I guess I've always kind of been interested in science and math, and that was something I was pretty good at. And so I had uh, fairly humble beginnings, and as such, um, my view of the world was very small. So I only knew about you know, six or so professions. So from where I lived, it was either you were going to be a teacher, a preacher, um, an athlete, an entertainer, doctor, or lawyer. Those were the ones that were successful or seen as successful in my particular community. So I started out, you know, my education, I was biology pre-med uh, at the University of Georgia. Um, while I was there, I got involved with computers, uh, doing a lot of graphic design for my fraternity and things of that nature. Um, and then going through that process really, really developed a knack for technology, uh, kind of self-taught. And so I wish I could take a lot of credit for how my career developed, but it was more of a journey than it was a predetermined destination, right? So a lot of things that I thought I had interest in once I got involved, I learned more about them. Sometimes that grass was greener on the other side and it didn't turn out to be you know, exactly the fit that I thought it was gonna be, but I actually became resilient and not taking those things to heart, right? So even if I made mistakes, I saw those as opportunities to learn versus downing myself on, you know, I thought this was gonna be great and things of nature, and so, you know, my, my advice is, is, to, is to be curious, right, and to, to investigate things that naturally are of interest to you uh, and to pursue uh, interest in those uh, activities, to learn as much as you can, to try to gain experience if you can, and then always reflecting, um, you know, right now I, I work in the space of Agile and we talk about retrospectives. We talk about looking at, you know, what did you do right, what could you have done better, uh, what worked for you and things of that nature. So taking that approach for your career as well, looking at, you know, well, I went to this company, I succeeded or I didn't do so well in these areas, finding out what your strengths are. And one of the things that really helped me kind of uh, get honed in on that was doing uh, assessments, personality assessments. Mm -hmm. So one of my favorite is StrengthsFinders. And so I use StrengthsFinder to kind of tell me what are the things that I'm naturally good at? What are my natural talents and skills? And the philosophy behind Stress Finder is that you, you focus on finding opportunities in your areas of strength because then you're in a position where you could excel naturally according to your own gifts and talents versus positioning and putting yourself in an area where you might have to, again, I know in America we believe in the pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, but instead of going that route, really focusing and honing in on the areas where you're naturally going to be successful. Excellent, excellent. Yes, and I know that, that, that book well. So, um, you know, in your presentation today, um, you used the word, you used entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So why don't you share with our audience what the definition of entrepreneur and the, the whole concepts around that in your presentation today? Okay, so the concept of an entrepreneur actually extends from a very important thing that all organizations seek, 
and that is employee engagement. So looking at uh, creating an environment where your employees want to be plugged into your company and then becoming entrepreneurs within your organization. So that entrepreneur is a person who is so vested in the company that they seek to uh, create the improvements that are necessary to help your organization succeed. But in order for them to be able to do that, the key that companies must learn is they have to do a better job of communicating. So communicating the vision, communicating the, the goals of the organization, and not like we currently see in some of the employee meetings that they do now, but actually creating that communication so that it connects to the people and they understand their role in accomplishing what those goals are. So as an individual that works with the company, if I understand the goals, I understand the role that I play in helping the company be successful, naturally I'm going to align my personal you know, annual goals to be in alignment with those corporate goals. And if I'm seeking ex extending my performance and performing at a high level as an individual, then my efforts are going to contribute towards achieving those corporate goals. And in essence, you'll have organizational optimization. And so that's kind of where, you know, that entrepreneurial attitude goes into play, which lends to innovation as well as growth. And all companies want to grow. Absolutely, absolutely. Because in, in your presentation, which is, is great, and if people ever have the opportunity to, to see it, so you'll have to, you know, they'll have to stay tuned and follow your website to, to see when uh, you'll be doing that presentation, you know, at a conference near them. But, um, you know, one of the things you did, you did, you showed some of the um, companies and their vision and mission statements. And uh, you could tell from the audience reaction that it felt like a lot of rhetoric. So a lot of people have seen that. So a lot of companies put a lot of words together, but like you said, it's not resonating and touching the, the people. So that, that was one of the takeaways that, that um, I got from your presentation. The, the other thing you mentioned, you talked about millennials mm -hmm. and that companies, um, this isn't just something, the entrepreneurial kind of uh, connection isn't something that's just going to be nice to have. They're going to have to have it mm -hmm. for this next generation. So talk about that. Well, so the big thing is, is I mean, as we talk about, you know, what's the vision of the organization, what are the corporate goals, and communicating that, uh, companies have to actually factor in the generational differences of their employee base. So, for example, um, people who are baby boomers, they grew up in a very audio uh, type of world. So they listen to the radio. You will hear them talking about, you know, they remember hearing when Kennedy was, was shot, right? Things of that nature. They listened to information and that's how they structured and learned. I am a member of Generation X and as such, I grew up in the era where television was the pervasive type of media. So watching the news, I mean, I could still remember some of the videos that I watched in the early 80s when MTV first came on the scene and music videos was a big thing. I mean, there's so many songs that I know from that era because I watched so much television. So my generation is very focused around uh, a lot of, you know, video as a way to communicate. Now, some of the millennial generations, I mean, I don't know how many parents are, are, are listening, but how many of those parents that are listening give your kids a tablet or a cell phone as a way to pacify them when they're upset or cranky, 
right? That is influencing their means of communication and how they connect and meet with folks. So all of those are three different ways of how those different types of individuals receive, process, information. And so companies are gonna have to make sure that when they you know, share those missions, share those goals, they're communicating it in all of those different ways that are relevant to their employees because otherwise one way doesn't necessarily work for all. And so putting that, you know, understanding something like that is going to be critical to, you know, getting that mission out. And then people can connect to it. When people can connect to it, you know, naturally people want to belong to something. That's why we have families. That's why we have organizations, fraternities, sororities, nonprofits, things that we align ourselves with because we want to have a sense of belonging. And considering that we work 40 hours a week, if we're lucky, with our employer, right, we might work more. We want, we should be in an environment where we could feel like we belong as a part of that corporate culture. And part of that's going to be based off of the fact that we're being communicated in a way that we can connect with the message. And then, therefore, communicating that message, making it clear, and then also making it specific, helping me understand my department. How does my department contribute to, you know, what's going to happen uh, for the goals for this year. I mean, when a company just announces that our goal for this year is to have an increase in sales of 25%, how do I and IT take and manifest that? What actions do I take, right? I don't understand how I plug into that. So being specific with those messages as well to kind of make sure that all those different groups who have different contributions to the overall goal, explaining how they also plug in. Excellent, excellent. You know, it's another point that I, I want to share with our audience is, is as you set up your presentation today, um, you know, then when you got to the part and you really challenged the audience, so how do you become a superhero? Because um, sometimes it's not just pointing at the company, the company needs to do this, the company needs to do that. What's our part in making sure that, you know, we get plugged in? Um, even in your own story and your journey, when you got into business analysis, as you mentioned, you went all in. So help the audience know, because I also want to make a point and point out that it's very prestigious that you are one of the presenters here at BBC Con. It is not an easy feat to get to be one of the, the presenters. And then you had you had a full room that Thank was engaged you. and interactive. And so um, just, you know, kudos to you for Thank that you. and you. building up your reputation. And I know that is going to continue to go further. And that's why I want to encourage the audience to go to your website to find out who this Coach Clinton is if you're not here at BBC Con or not as familiar with IIBA mm -hmm. because it's, it's really been, you know, just even knowing you over the years, seeing how you built your brand. But mm -hmm. um, all that goes back to, again, what does the individual have to do also to make sure that, you know, you get engaged and get plugged in in order to be a superhero? Right. So I have um, a philosophy that I've, I've kind of adopted over the uh, past few years, and it extends from my coaching. And this is something that people can find on my website. It's uh, coachclinton.com is the website. And so basically it's uh, a coaching program, and it's called Elevation Acceleration. Uh, and so what it boils down to is looking at, and, and first I guess the word acceleration is not spelled as you would think. It's a combination of two words. One is Excel, E-X-E-L, which means to be at the height or the top. 
right? And then acceleration, which is uh, moving things faster at a faster rate. So elevation acceleration is taking yourself to the highest level that you can as an individual. That ex it, it's based on three pillars. Uh, so the first pillar is motivation affirmation, and that's where you look at, identify the things that you want to pursue, and then you motivate yourself, right? You say those things that you want, you say them to yourself, you do recite, you know, recite words, give yourself those positive words, you infuse your own thoughts with your, with the words coming out of your mouth, and what that does is it puts you in a position where you understand what you want and how to react towards that. So affirmation is a very, very important part of it. The second piece is personal energy. So looking at managing your health, looking at staying on top of your you know, physical activity, even if it's just walking briskly, you know, managing what you eat, taking care of your body. I mean, not extreme, right? But just making sure that it's something that's a conscious effort. So, you know, that will put you in a position where you have clarity of mind, you're not bogged down because you're, you know, you're hungry or, or you know, treating your body poorly. That personal energy will help you uh, sustain that stamina that you need to kind of continue to push your mind forward, right? Uh, and then the third thing is relentless uh, self-development. Mm -hmm. So looking at, you know, what are the things that you want to do? You know, we live in a world where you see new products being released on a consistent basis, right? Every year there's a new iPhone, there's a new Samsung, there are new model cars with new features. What are you as an individual doing to improve yourself? How are you managing you as a product, right? So what are the things that you need to do to better yourself? All of those things don't have to be specifically related to your career. They could be just things that are again, interest of interest to you and you want to better yourself. Involved in nonprofit, right? There could be some volunteerism that you could do. Learning instruments that you never, you know, that you've already been, always been curious about, but you've never really taken the time to do it. All of those types of things are going to feed you and feed your mind. And it puts you in a place where you start to develop a routine for thirsting, developing that, that curiosity. That curiosity is quite honestly what's kind of led to my career growth. It's been curious about, oh, I wonder how that works, and researching it. I mean, not even if, not because it was required, but because I just wanted to understand more. You know, I mean, we live in a day now where you don't have to go to the library, and you can pull out your smartphone and Google something. I mean, if you're having a conversation about something, and I do it all the time when I'm with my friends, you know, we're talking about something that we can't really remember the details around it. I will pull out my phone in a heartbeat and search it, right? And find that fact that I'm looking for. And then that's something that you're now learning. So, I mean, always be in a position where you're learning, taking care of yourself, and then giving yourself that positive word that you need in order to kind of sustain yourself. So that's what we can do as individuals. And then when you're functioning like that, it's very easy to take that type of energy and channel that into something like your career especially if it's a place that you believe in and you feel like you belong there. Right, exactly. And, you know, something else that you, you tied to the, the, the whole superhero message is that even the superheroes, have, they fail, and sometimes repeatedly, mm -hmm. before they succeed. Mm -hmm. And I know people hear that, you know, failing is part of the process, but I really liked how you tied that, that in. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it makes people, you know, challenge them, go back to read, 
look at some of the movies and the episodes and hone in on it's there in taking chances mm -hmm. there are going to be some failures mm -hmm. you know but you've got to just continue to um, take that as a learning experience right. so great great way that you, you tied that all in you know my, my next question um, I, we added the premier you know pretty much uh, business analyst conference mm -hmm. of the year uh, and IVA is a host of it so I've got to ask you a question about business analysis and I want to ask you um, what do you see um, is, since you've been a part of it you were the president of the Atlanta chapter um, and did a phenomenal job with the IBA in Atlanta but what do you think is new this year? What are some of the buzzwords? What are you hearing? How is business analysis evolving? What are, what are some of the hot topics? So, I mean, I've definitely heard a lot as it relates to uh, innovation, right? So, I mean, that was one of the themes uh, for, for this year at the, at the conference, which is why I, I spoke uh, towards that. And, uh, you know, looking at, you know, the, the way the methods for software delivery have the, the current methods have been in place 20, 30, 40 years. Uh, and so those methods are slowly but uh, surely changing, right? So we went from what we called waterfall or uh, you know some of those traditional um, gate, phase gate type of uh, project management to moving to something that's, uh, that's now been deemed agile, right? And agile itself is an umbrella term. So people say agile, but there's so many things that that means and there's so many ways that organizations are adopting that. So understanding how to execute analysis uh, in an agile environment as it relates to software delivery is, is something that I also see. And then also looking at the role, the true role of the BA as it relates to contributing to strategy within an organization, right? So one of the things that, that BAs are is we're good at understanding the problem and coming up with a solution. Uh, so often, however, companies have kind of pushed us and made us only focus on software delivery, but those skills are something that can be uh, essential and support organizations at the you know strategic and planning levels as well, because again, those are the types of skills that we have, looking at what's the problem, how do we break it down into you know solutions, what are the small pieces, what pieces are gonna add the most value to the organization. So I think that's something that's also going to be continue to see growth uh, from a business analysis career standpoint, and we'll start to see more. You know, right now I think we're seeing a lot of growth in communities of practice and things of that nature kind of coming into play, and some organizations are even having the enterprise architects and you know the business architects kind of rolling in and using those uh, key individuals to kind of support product development and, and uh, product growth. And so I think you'll eventually start to see some of those folks move into the C-level positions in some sort of strategic capacity to kind of support the organization. So where you know you may have gone outside to get a consultant, you actually have internal consultants as business analysts within your organization. It's just fostering and growing them and giving them a voice to better contribute because they have domain knowledge about your organization. And so instead of going out and getting someone who might have you know, some experience with best practices, you also should have that business analyst from inside your organization contribute and, you know, add that value from that domain perspective as well. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, 
Now I want you to um, talk about Coach Clinton okay. and, and share with us because what you talked about is people and their career progression. So you help coach people with their career progression and you also help companies to set up things like the center of practices or to get their agile practice uh, transformation and help them with those type of things. So talk about what, you know, on an individual level and then on a corporate level, an engagement with Coach Clinton. Okay. So on the individual level, um, first of all, I mean, I love people, right? So uh, I enjoy seeing people win, right? I enjoy seeing people, those lights come on uh, when I'm doing my talks and I'm standing up doing my symposiums and my, my uh, speaker sessions and to see the people's eyes and then the words that I'm saying resonate, uh, I really enjoy that. So working with people individually, whether it be you know, they've taken on a new role and they need to understand how I function in this role, how, what are some good practices, what are some things that I could do, what's kind of, can you support me as I try to, you know, navigate these new waters, that's definitely something that I like to do. Um, whether it's, you know, you feel like you've kind of stalled out in your career and you're trying to figure out how can I remarket myself, how can I rebrand myself, how can I take what I already know and map that to something else that can, I can still be successful. I love those types of opportunities as well. I mean, I'm, I'm working with someone right now who he worked for 20 years as a graphic designer and was laid off. And so he called me up and said, hey, you know, Coach Clinton, I, I'm looking at trying to, you know, redefine myself. And, you know, when you work somewhere for 20 years, you've got, you know, ageism you have to factor in and things of that nature, and you've got a certain lifestyle and salary that you're accustomed to. And so starting over is not really an option, right? So how can we rebrand you? How can we position? And so working with, uh, uh, I, I'd like to do this model called associative learning, where I will work with individuals to understand what you currently know and what's the new thing that you need to know and make those links between the two so you come up to speed faster on the new thing, right? And so doing stuff like that. From an organizational standpoint, um, looking at working with you know companies if they're talking about new product development, make, making a launch into a new business area. Again, as a business analyst and, and having a career in that, I've done lots of that type of stuff, right? New initiatives within an organization, helping figure out you know what's the market, what are the things that we need to do, how do we position ourselves, what are some key you know points that we can look at from a solution standpoint, right? As a business analyst, that's what I'd like to do. And then lastly, uh, corporations looking at, you know, again, understanding the importance of employee engagement and seeking that, right? Because again, it's both people want it. The employee wants to be engaged and the company wants an engaged employee. So understanding what are those systems that we can put in place? How do we connect, you know, personal performance with organizational performance? and getting folks to a place where they're contributing to the organization to help them accomplish those goals so that they can maximize uh, whatever it is they're trying to accomplish. Excellent, excellent. Well, in wrapping up, just tell them one more time, how do companies as well as individuals connect with Coach Clinton uh, to, to get your services? And even tell us, uh, is there, do you have anything next on the schedule of where you'll be speaking? Or? Okay, uh, so people can find me, uh, my website is www dot coachclinton.com um, and I will next be in New York speaking at BA World 
Um, and so I'm pretty excited about that. It's in Times Square, so I haven't been in New York in a while. So that's going to be a lot of fun, first week in December. Uh, so if anyone's in the New York area, uh, please go to projectsummit.com, which is the, the website uh, for that conference, and, uh, and check me out. Excellent, excellent. Well, thank you so much. Continue success, and let's stay in touch. Our microphone is always open to you, so keep us updated. Thank you so very much. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.